Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copybusta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepypodsta, the Creepypasta podcast. Welcome, this is Creepypodsta. You know that from the intro. What you may not know is that my name is Jeff, and I'm the Spookmaster General. I'm the uh, scariest person alive. Whoa, that's... I kind of leapt up there in the middle of giving my titles. It's October, the spookiest month of the year. Well, not right now, from my point of view. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. No, that's not what I'm getting into. It's... September here, September the 20th, which I guess is technically the first day of fall, but that's only if you go astrologically, which really we shouldn't because we measure the seasons meteorologically for nearly all other purposes, except we decide it starts in the middle of the month. Meteorologically, the temperature begins to shift September 1st, and so fall starts September 1st and ends the last day of November. 30 days have September, April, June, and November. November 30th, uh, and like that's fall, and then winter starts December 1st. So, like... It was fall already now for 20 days at the time of this recording. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Don't let people try to trick you into thinking it has anything to do with the solstice or whatever. That's only for, um, like, witches. Uh, I don't Who else does solstice stuff? Maybe, like, Buddha? I don't know. I don't know anything about anything in, in the stars besides that they're there. And, well, sometimes they aren't, but we still see them. This is this has gotten far out of hand. We're talking about a story from the Reddit No Sleep subreddit. I said Reddit twice. Damn. We're talking about the story called Why I Refuse to Work the Night Shift by SP Daily, known on Reddit as Shortchange Paramecia. They have, wow, a lot of karma. 12,528 post karma, 251,925 comment karma. That means a lot of people upvoted their posts and comments. Ooh, they like to play Pokemon. Oh, they have a lot of things gilded. Um, wow, a lot, a lot of things gilded, like ten different posts here, uh, comments? Maybe posts, too, are gilded. That's madness. Anyway, uh, I have with me two people to discuss- Oof, that's a word. Two people to discuss this show. I have returning guest, Stephanie Kingsbury. Hi! And I have brand new to the show. Please give a warm creepypods to welcome to Noah Houlihan. Howdy, howdy. I hope that all the audience members at home are clapping a lot. Yes, please, sit down. <laughs> it's fine. You can be seated now. The uh, Your honorable um, judge, Noah Houlihan, presiding. Yes. That's not true. I am I'm here. presiding. I'm the king of the creepypodsta. <laughs> um, so, Stephanie, you chose this off of the Facebook. Tell us who suggested it, and then go into recapping it for us. I will. So, yeah, this story is called Why I Refuse to Work the Night Shift, suggested by Aaron from the Facebook group. So, thanks, Aaron. Um, other comments said that this is a classic, so I figured we should cover it. Um, okay, so I will bring you through 
this creepypasta. Uh, so our hero cannot find a job anywhere, calls up a buddy of his who uh, moved away, hasn't seen him for a while. The buddy says, hey, you should work for the security company that I used to work for. Uh, guy says, great, good idea. Calls him up, has an interview, totally nails the interview. Um, he gets the job pretty much on the spot. Uh, this guy, John Dorner, hires him uh, to work security at this like deserted warehouse thing full of farm equipment or something like that. Uh, so, and it's working for, let's see, uh, Lobo Check Security, emphasis on the Lobo. Uh, so he goes for training. He meets a guy named Seth who works like the evening shift. Uh, and then of course our guy is hired to work the night shift. Uh, so Seth is like, oh, I didn't know you were coming. Nobody told me they hired somebody for the night shift, but great. I'll train you. Uh, mostly what you do is stare at your phone all night and you don't really do anything because we're a warehouse full of farm equipment and no one cares. Uh, so there's an alarmed <laughs> fence all the way around this place. So basically his only job is to like pay attention if the alarm goes off. Although usually if it goes off, it's like a squirrel or something and it's fine. Uh, so then we also meet, uh, Sawyer, who is their cat who like lives at the warehouse. Um, so Sawyer really likes to bring everyone presents, uh, of gross gutted animals. So like totally mangled up squirrels, baby rabbits with no heads, uh, really, really gross stuff. Um, which Seth then like casually throws over the fence. Like it's no big deal. Uh, so our guy starts his night shift. Of course, everything is totally fine at first. Uh, then, you know, the alarm goes off one night, you know, he like looks at it and it's probably like a squirrel or something. Uh, you know, it's like no big deal. You can see it on the video. Everything's fine. You know, maybe he goes out like the fence is shaking a little bit, but probably just a coyote or something. All, all good. Uh, and until so one night. He hears this coyote crying. Sawyer's like freaking out. He goes to check out what's going on and uh, wishes he hadn't after he does. Uh, because what he finds is this coyote that is completely ripped in half. And then something runs off into the darkness beyond the fence. Um, so, of course, that's gross enough, but then the coyote is fucking alive still, even though it's just half of a coyote. So, at this point, it's, like, totally gross out. Like, all of his insides are on the outside. His, like, guts are trailing everywhere. And then, of course, this half coyote starts to crawl towards the fence uh, until, of course, it's suddenly dragged by its intestines into the darkness. Uh, so our guy, of course, is yeah, like... Yeah, real, real yucky. <laughs> it's really yucky. So our guy, of course, is like, fuck this. Goodbye. Uh, but then, of course, the next day he gets to work, the blood is all totally gone. Nobody believes him. Everyone thinks he, like, fell asleep. So Seth, though, says that he'll stay late, like, past his shift and kind of, like, hang out with him to make him feel better. Uh, but then the alarm's going off. Sorry, the cat's freaking out again. They go check it out, and the fence is, like, peeled 
back and it's got blood all over it. And there's a deer inside the fence that has its throat slit. Um, and real gross again, you know, there's like all stuff coming out of it. Gross thing. And then the deer runs back through the fence. So Seth and Argy are freaking out. Um, and then, of course, it comes to uh, the big reveal. Seth has no idea who that John Dorner guy is who hired our guy. Uh, and also, he doesn't work for Lobo Check Security. He works for Canton Security, which is actually the name of the real security company. Uh, so our guy is like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, and then they hear Sawyer, the cat, screaming. Uh, so Seth opens the gate, then something flies through the air and bangs against the window of their guard box. And then at that point it says, I'm sure you can guess what it was. I don't want to go into detail. So you're like, shit, it's the cat, man, through the cat. And it bangs yeah, the window. Yeah, I couldn't tell. I, was, I had to, like, reread that a couple times. I'm like, I guess I can't guess what it was. I know. Oh, at whoops. first I was kind of confused, but I'm pretty sure it was, it was Sawyer. Sawyer's done for. So they, like, run yeah. out. They, like, jump in the car. But, of course, the car won't start. I mean, has anyone's car ever started while they're trying to escape from a monster in all of history? No. Uh, that would be a great ending. <laughs> I know. The car- and then we jumped in the car and drove away, and we were all safe. Yeah, it just started right away, and it was great. Um, yeah, so that didn't happen. The car did not start. Something slams against the car. And, of course, it's freaking John Dorner from the interview, who is now, like, covered in blood and guts who has, like, blood dripping from his teeth, has a knife, and then he's, like, fucking eating Sawyer, like, eating the cat, and then he mashes the cat against the car window and is rubbing the cat. It's really horrible. Uh, So anyway, they, like, just stay in the car because I don't know what else they're going to do. And then it's, like, eventually, like, the cops come, but, of course, the cops you know, don't find anything and all the blood is gone. There's no evidence that any of this ever happened. Uh, Like John Dorner is some dude who died in the sixties and there's no such thing as Lobo check security. And there's no like such building as the place he went for an interview. It's vacant. And then his like buddy who told him to call the security company in the first place, like is disappeared and is gone forever. Uh, So, then, uh, at that point, I guess the guy decides he's never going to work the night shift again for his whole life, of course. Uh, but it really ends with him saying that the reason he's finally posting the story is because he got a creepy voicemail uh, that's, uh, that's from Seth's phone, but it's just basically the sound of someone being eaten on the voicemail. Um, oh my gosh! It was an ass dial. It was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Update. this um, it was this an ass one dial. Has this one was from a year ago, uh, so not that classic, but classic enough that it still sort of uses the clickbait headline. Uh, it might have skirted that rule because it's like a short enough clickbait headline. I know that is in the um, posting guidelines, like don't use clickbait titles. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's just kind of a, it seems classic because it's got kind of got all the classic elements that you would want in your story. Yeah. The, the yeah, original it's... title, the original title was why I never worked the night shift 
reason number four will blow your mind. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Then you click through, and there's so many ads that you can't even get to reason number four. You give up on reason three, and you just look in the Facebook comments to see if someone read through it all, and we'll just tell you the end of what's in the preview image, or what's in number four, so that you can know. (laughs) Yep, there's just, like, one Uh, sentence on each page, too, so, like, reason number one went on for, like, I mean, 20 pages you had to click through to read just all of reason one, I mean. Right? It's terrible. Dang, clickbait. Uh, (laughs) Noah, how did this story strike you as as someone who is not uh, in our Facebook group constantly reading these horrible stories? Uh, I I thought it was funny that overall it's about Tom Sawyer and a fence. Uh, (laughs) That's something I've known before. Uh, I I thought it took a little bit too long to get going because so much of the story is it's probably just coyotes. It's probably coyotes. It's coyotes. I heard there's coyotes. And then they're like, but wait, there's also mountain lions. And they, they do the whole thing again with mountain lions. I was like, no, look, I, I know what our no sleep is. Get to the part. Yeah. You're not building any tension. You're repeating yourself. Let's go. Uh, yeah, because the story doesn't ultimately have any ambiguity about what, what the monster is. Like, we know it's that guy, and he's, like, some sort of manimal. Yeah. Manimal. <laughs> I-, I thought once we got to that, it was pretty good. I mean, it's always a bummer when the cat dies. The the no. cats aren't supposed to die in these stories. Uh, yeah, and they're not on. supposed but to like, get come... mashed against windows. It literally says mashed. Like that's not necessary. <laughs> yeah, it's real gruesome. Like, um, uh, I wonder. I know that there's a website that will tell you if bad things happen to the dog in a movie. Oh, yeah. uh, I yep. wonder if they have the same thing for cats. Um, this is more along the lines of what happens to the dog in Single White Female than it is along the lines of what happens to the dog in John Wick. Um, because we never see these people do a lot of karate to get revenge for their friend Sawyer. No, it's a shame. I want more karate. <laughs> That's all I ever, like, and then I want in the sequel they get a new, bigger, tougher cat and nothing bad happens to it. <laughs> Now, yeah. now correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't, like, a lot of time go by in this story? Like, he gets the job, and then it works, and nothing weird happens for, like, weeks, right? There yeah. are, I believe, two weeks where nothing happens, and then the final week is where everything happens. And the fact that the company didn't exist is really weird, because I would not be working at a job for three weeks and not, like, I'm not getting paid, but... Yeah, where was not- the paycheck?! <laughs> I would after definitely be wondering first, about that. After the, like, two weeks passed, I would have been like, hey, you didn't pay me. And then when I didn't get an answer at the office because it doesn't exist because the <laughs> boss is a werewolf or something, <laughs> I would have been like, oh, okay, I'm not going in anymore. <laughs> Seriously. Well, that's what, at the end, he's like, I would have quit if I had actually been working there, but I wasn't. <laughs> like- <laughs> I don't understand the... There's, like, logistical problems with how much time... All of this should have happened in the first week of work, but also, 
why did this monster man hire someone to work this job? Like, they already had to kill the other person who was working for the real company and do it, like, the day before our narrator started so that they wouldn't be, the, like, shift change people wouldn't be confused. Yeah, I also had that written down just as a question. What is the benefit to John here with this, like, convoluted, fake interview thing like i mean i guess it's so he can like just eat whoever is on the night shift but if that's the case like why is it three weeks before he actually does it i i don't know why not why would he make up a company yeah exactly (laughs) why not just say it's the company it is or just be like hey, I have this job and it's $20 an hour and it's security. And then when they come into the interview, eat them then. Yeah, like he no, could have just it. eaten them at the interview for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to eat cats that have an emotional attachment involved. Yeah. Like, I need this guy to love this cat before I eat it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of mystery to this story, I think, in a bad way. Um, usually not knowing more information is, like, a benefit to a horror story. But in this case, it's like, you didn't justify all of the things. Like, the questions I've left after asking are purely logistical. I have no questions about what John is or why he eats people. I fully accept that. That's a good yeah. mystery. Um, I, like, I don't need that answered, but I, what I do need answered is why any of this? <laughs> um, okay, well, I have something. The, Go ahead. The buddy who suggested this job in the first place, who he could then never get in touch with again, did the buddy actually get eaten while he was working the night shift for this same job and then that was all like a fake out or what's up with that yeah i i don't know i i guess maybe it's like is that what it was is was the person working the night shift before the friend i mean hey there's like quotes here like (laughs) as if this friend spoke this to to our narrator pay is pretty good mainly all you gotta do is sit on your ass all night and glance over at the cameras every well, now and again it was on he the, told me it was on the phone because the friend had like moved away yeah. so he didn't actually see the guy necessarily. yeah i guess maybe john has some sort of voice power it could be i mean who knows it's a special manimal power yep yeah this is very much in the um same category as something like The Rake, um, which I barely remember discussing because it's been more than a year. Um, I maybe vaguely uh, remember Oh, Stephanie, that. you were- I was on that You one. were on that episode. Yeah. That was our 71st episode that we then held back for six months. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's why uh, that was so long but- ago, yeah. <laughs> or was that- was that you? No, it was, um, it was Cassie and, um, Shaylee, I think. And then oh wait, unless I'm thinking you were of on... the wrong one. I can't. No, the remember. rake is the one where it's like the journal entries, right? From like different time periods. Yeah, I... yeah, that's right. It's just the monster is very similar. Um, I just can't remember who I had on. I think it's because, uh, like you were just on, quote unquote. Yeah, it's it was you. You and your sister were on that one. Yeah. Um. I can't keep it all straight. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Okay, I have another question. 
did uh, did Sawyer know the whole time that there was that manimal and he was bringing those disgusting beheaded baby rabbits because the John had actually done that and he was trying to show them how horrible it was. Yeah, I guess maybe it was like a snack for John to eat little tiny animals <laughs> or torture them. Um, uh, I just... The, a little spider just was crawling on the chair of the the arm of my chair, and I flicked it uh, instinctively, but I flicked it towards my bed. No! So now That's not good. That's not good. I don't, I don't Burn know your house it down. Burn it down. At all? Maybe it's, the it's way in to be my safe. bed. It was one of those tiny, horrible spiders that lives in the dark <gasps> and probably can't bite me, but now I want to climb over my computer and see if I can find it and get it out of my bed. Oh my god, this is uh, like a creepypasta. You're writing it right now. This is horrifying. Yeah, it's all happening. Uh, I guess it didn't land in my bed. I don't see anything moving in the in the zone where it would have landed. But also, that's exactly the type of thing someone says in the cold open to a, a movie about giant spiders. Yes, Right indeed. before they get eaten. You're gonna have to light that bed on fire. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll sleep in the hammock tonight. <laughs> I get into the hammock not noticing that it's a spider web. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, d- the spider can hear you. Mm, spiders can't hear. Everybody knows that. <laughs> he said at the cold open of the horrible thing that was about to happen. Yeah. The spider comes down behind me and you can see visible human ears on the side of its head. Oh my god. <laughs> like, oh no, it's a twist. This is a good story. This has legs. I like this. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, eight of them. Oh, Hey. <laughs> Boom. Perfect. I have that reggae air horn on my phone. I just always forget and make the noise with my mouth instead. It's more so fun. So this, this story just doesn't have a lot going on, huh? Did, did you guys get something that maybe, like, the cat was causing this? Because mm-hmm. Sawyer bites... Seth at one point, I believe, right? Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, when when he's scared, um, when he's scared just before everything goes down. So I kind of had the idea that when he gets the call from Seth at the end, Seth is eating something. Like Seth is oh, the one doing the damage. Like he turned into a werecat. Interesting. Yeah. Well, to he's me, gonna, he's going to kill something and then play with it. My assumption was John was eating him, but that could be the case. Yeah. I wonder if someone in the comments mentioned that. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That would be an interesting uh, reverse of what I thought also, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it's difficult to, like, ascribe cooler twists to these <laughs> stories than the writers have given them. Um, but like, we're gonna try. <laughs> yeah, It. it's just... It's very strange, though, because um, I I think about the this a lot, a lot doing a hundred episodes of what is essentially a literary criticism podcast. <laughs> um, the death of the author is an important tool for examining works, but also if you're not thinking about where the author came from. Um, you're probably going to miss something that's in the story, but also, also, ah, I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> Ooh. I want, I want to believe that cool cat twist, but based on the quality of this story, I just don't think it's there. I just okay. think John was the spooky monster. See, the, the true horror of this story is that guy doesn't have a job. It is. It's really uh, like an end, economic metaphor. 
It's the That's really what horror it is. of capitalism. Mm-hmm. Sad. <laughs> um, Noah, what is the spookiest part of this story to you? To the, e- like the, a sentence or maybe just a single aspect of it? Uh, it, it didn't really do it for me, if I'm being completely mm. honest. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to think if there was ever a moment where I was like, ooh. I mean, like, the cat being smushed is a good, like, visual. But, like, that sentence removed from the rest of the story will probably have the same effect on me <laughs> than yeah. reading the whole thing. Oh, I guess we didn't mention the the deer, the, like, middle uh, injured animal. Because we get the coyote and then we get Sawyer. But between them, a, like, injured deer jumps the fence. I thought this fence was, like, a 12-foot-tall fence. I mean, I guess but, deer can uh, jump high. I don't know. <laughs> they got mad hops. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe it's like a low fence just to keep animals out. Yeah, I mean, I was imagining it like really tall also, like really like way above a human head height. But I mean, maybe it's not actually. I mean, there's not yeah, actually Yeah, maybe it's only like, like four or there. five feet tall. I just wish we had gotten something specific there, so I was not so confused as to how this deer was getting over the fence and into the yard, and then back over the fence out, like, clearing it. I was like, whoa, what's happening? Why is this deer jumping so high? Yeah, it was kind of like a weird thing Uh, where it was kind of like, and it kind of made it sound like it was kind of smooshing, like, between the top of the fence and the barbed wire, which was, like, kind of crazy. Like, why is it doing that? Anyway, uh, what's your spookiest part, Stephanie? Um, well, actually, I uh, a little bit disagree with Noah in that I do kind of enjoy a lead-up to the scary thing, because a lot of the time in creepypastas, it's just, like, so written so overly gross that it's kind of, like, takes me out of it almost, where I'm just like, okay, that's just really gross. Um, so for me, it was, like, really, like, the first time he's going to look at the fence, and he, because, again, at this point, I'll say that I'm imagining a very tall fence, you know, like, (laughs) way above his head height. So he's, like, totally alone in the middle of nowhere, like, pitch black, and there's, like, a weird noise, and he gets there, and the fence is just, like, shaking back and forth so to me stuff like that is creepy where it's like you don't really know what's happening yet but you like know something bad is gonna happen (laughs) i mean i like a lead up too it it was just the repetition of it's just coyotes that bothered me like he finds a he finds a half-eaten coyote at one point and goes wow cannibalistic coyotes. It's like, get, make a jump. Make a leap in what you think is yeah. happening. No, you're totally right. Yeah. yeah, They spent way too long dwelling on, like, the coyote and then onto mountain lion for some reason. Like, yeah. And they really dwelled on the mountain lion for no for no reason. It's like, no, you got a, you got a supernatural monster for sure. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a certain pacing that goes along with uh, Stories about supernatural horror in worlds that don't have supernatural horror, like, by default at the beginning. Like, the characters aren't aware that there's the supernatural. Um, And this story doesn't nail it. I think a story that does nail it, that I talk about all the time, uh, because it's one of my favorite movies, is Paranormal Activity. um, Because... Nearly all of the stuff that happens is excusable as not ghosts. 
until a point in the movie where we as the audience see some stuff that you can't write off as coincidence or the house settling. And then shortly after that, like, all the cabinets fly open in the middle of the day, or, like, all the knives go up to the ceiling and fall down. It's like, something inexplicable happens after this buildup of stuff that could be excused, but, like, maybe one or two characters are having some doubts, like, is it? Is is this a ghost? Um, but, like, this story, just the whole time, the characters are like, it's not a monster. And they don't see any evidence that it could be a monster, really. Like, the coyote torn in half is pretty bad, but we need something like a giant bloody handprint that they find uh, on the morning shift or something. Like, we need something where it's like, that doesn't seem right, before we get the monster reveal, so that the characters are thinking there's about to be a monster here. Yeah, I don't know why they spent so much time saying, too, like, it was always the next day, all of the blood was gone, and there was, like, no trace that any of it happened, and it's like, why not? (laughs) Like, that would be scary. Yeah. (laughs) Plus, then you could have the bosses being like, "Ah, I was just some mountain lions, while the characters are like, no, that was way too much to be mountain lions. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, my spookiest part is a tie between um, the part where the coyote gets dragged into the woods and the part where Sawyer is scared. Um, I I think that a re- another really effective story to- uh, storytelling tool, and I can't think of a good example, is when animals... Oh, you know what? Another A good example of this actually is in Paranormal Activity 2, <laughs> when the dog is scared of the ghost and like seems aware of the ghost... But, like, the people just are like, I guess he's bored or scared or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is very uh, effective to use animals as sort of like a... I don't want to say canary in the coal mine, because that's literally using an animal to do the thing I'm trying to do. <laughs> I've backed myself into a tautology. Oh, well. Um, can I... Uh, any final thoughts before we move on to plugs? Um, I was just going to say that my my spookiest thing in all of life in general is when all the cabinets in your kitchen suddenly fly open for no reason. That's just like yep. my top scary thing, I think. <laughs> well, you should stop moving into haunted houses. <laughs> yeah. probably should. <laughs> I mean, you keep typing it haunted house into Craigslist <laughs> and then moving into the first result. I think if you stopped doing that, maybe this scary thing wouldn't happen to you so often. All right, I'll 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 take it as a suggestion. I'll think about it. <laughs> it's under consideration. Yeah. Noah, any final thoughts about the story before we get into plugs? Uh, yeah, more gore. I think think that was a very good point. I guess perhaps John was very neat and used all of the animal when he ate it. <laughs> yeah. and none went to waste. Uh, yeah, we don't get a good description of John either, really. Like, uh, like monstered out John, I think, needs more description and, like, his eating. Anyway. Yeah, it reminds- uh, there's a there's a creepypasta about a girl in a hospital that, she, like, shows up with, like, long needle-like teeth. And- Oh, is this the expressionless? Maybe, the, and they ask, what are you? And the response is, God. Yeah, yeah, that's the expressionless. That that is uh, a classic, uh, more in the mold of Jeff the Killer or like yeah. Russian sleep experiment. It's like from at least ten years ago and short and bad. <laughs> that one bugs me out. <laughs> I've seen art of yeah. it, so I guess I have it, more of an image of. It. I think that was the subgenre 
um, that was very popular at the time where you would see a creepy Photoshop and then write a story based on it. Yeah. Because uh, it has, like, an image associated with it. Uh, anyway, we actually almost covered that. That's one of the lost episodes of this show because um, one of the guests' recordings just got, like, destroyed. Um, so maybe we'll cover it again at some point in the future, but maybe we won't. <laughs> anyway, uh, this episode is over. Noah, please tell the people where they can reach you online uh, to interact with you as some sort of podcast celebrity. Uh, yes, if you'd like to follow me, I'm at TV's Noah on Twitter. You can also follow me on YouTube. Uh, if you check out Plus Two Comedy on YouTube, you can check out my podcast. Uh, our latest episode is with Brad Trackman, and it's horrible. So be sure to check that one out. <laughs> uh, also, uh, you can check out my other YouTube channel, Plus Two Comedy Gaming, and our brand new game show, Game the Gamer. It's uh, similar but legally different from Cutthroat Kitchen. Oh, okay. What you, uh, I guess uh, there's no good puns on Cutthroat Kitchen that have to do with video games, huh? I mean, if you want to be legally distinct from something, you probably shouldn't <laughs> include the word Cutthroat in the title. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm racking my pun brain for it, and nothing comes to mind that isn't just like Cutthroat, Cutthroat Mushroom Kingdom or something <laughs> dumb. Uh, Stephanie, where can the people reach you? Um, I have I have an Instagram at Pokemantic, and uh, sometimes I post pictures of my cats. They're really cute. Cool. <laughs> you can reach me, of course, in the usual places. J3FK on Twitter. Patreon.com slash JeffJK. JeffJK on Instagram. Um, oh, join the Facebook group, Creepypods to Fan Group. People seem to be enjoying it. I think we have over 100 members now. Um, many of them past guests, because I like to get new people on as often as possible. Um, <sighs> I guess that's it. Hmm... Yeah, there's nothing really else to uh, say about this story. I like to finish with a line from the story. Uh, there's not really a good one with this, so I'm not going to do it, because I don't want to do the, like, chewing with the mouth open. That's just gross. Oh, Come on, be, there, a, there was a line, be a, like, good monster. There, there, wa what there is was it? a line. Fuck that. Is there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good night. <laughs> Thank you.